Hello, Jay here. If I could ask, could you give us a little five-star rate in Apple Podcasts? Go on, please. It won't take long. You can just do it now. That'd be lovely. And share the podcast. Tell your friends. Appreciate it. And on today's show, we're talking to one of our favourite people in Phuket, even if I can't really say his name. Siaji Otieno. Siaji Otieno. See? Siaji Otieno. Siaji Otieno. 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 I think I got that. I nailed it. Thanks, Saj. Originally from Kenya, Siaji arrived in Thailand 12 years ago. From growing up in Kenya, winning national French poetry awards, mm, choosing between journalism or teaching, and what it was like to teach at his first school in Bangkok, Siaji has had an amazing journey to Phuket. His thoughts about how to teach kids and his positive attitude to life is just awesome and infectious. He is one of the nicest people that we have ever interviewed. He's also good at football, good at dancing, and he's just awesome. We like Siaji. Siaji, how do you you say it? Siaji Otieno. That's exactly what I said. We like Siaji Otieno. Very much. Mm. Enjoy the show. I've listened to loads, man. I listened to Daniel. Listen to Daniel was a really good one, actually. It's, it's probably like it's probably it's probably one of my my favorite. Why? Because Careful. he he came out really. He came out. I feel I feel like he, he prepared for it. Like he and, and also because he was talking sports when they when you. When you, they switched oh, like, yeah. to Russell when, and started yeah. talking sports, it was like... Oh, that was better when it was just Russell and Danny. It was, was it? almost like they had a script, you know. Oh, when they were speaking sports, you, you were all right. You were all right. Welcome to the podcast. So we've just done the first two minutes. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. We, we normally do an intro first. Um, but I like this whole... Let's just... Just crack on. Just crack on. Well, we've worked out that Saj hates Whenever, us. Well, well, no, yeah. he loves you and he loves Danny. Yeah. What are you talking, talking about? I was really excited to have you. Because I've been trying to get you to do a different podcast with me for a long time. I'm going to get your name wrong. Siaji. It is it's Siaji. Yeah. Because I just have always called you Saj. That's not what you a said earlier. A lot of people do. Like, a lot of people call me Saj. A lot of people call me C. A lot of Thais call me Saj. Sajai. And your um, mum called you Bent. My, <laughs> my mum would call me Obano because of, because of the way my ears are shaped. You know, they're not even. One of them is slightly bent, slightly down. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd laugh at that. (laughs) It's not quite how I saw this going. It is, look. But no, you're right. Now now I'm looking. How do I say your last name? Siaji Otieno. O-T-I-E-N-O. So just... Spelling it doesn't... Well, no, that doesn't help. (laughs) Oh, no. My my bad, my bad. doesn't do spelling. Um, Yes, Siaji Otieno. That's, That's my name. And when did you get to Phuket? I came to Phuket in 2000 and the year 2009. I came to Phuket in the year 2009. It was in 
March, I think. It wasn't my first trip here. It was my follow-up trip. <laughs> yeah. And what brought you here? So I, I, I came for a job. So I came to to work at a school down down near Phuket Town, across from Central. It's called Darasamut School. Okay. And I worked in the English program of the school there. What were you teaching there? I was teaching English. Actually, I was actually a classroom teacher in grade four. Yeah. So I was a classroom teacher what in grade age is that? four. So grade four is year four, basically. So four ten, nine, ten year olds. I mean, I've, I've never uh, yeah, I was well, year five, actually. Yeah, I'm like, when it comes to kids, I'm like, you were spelling. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> it's a bit harsh, Russ. <laughs> yeah, but it's fair. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, yeah, great. Okay, so Zahara's grade five. That doesn't help you either, because you have no. no idea how old she is, do you? A year older than the grade fours, I'm going to guess. Well Zahara is your daughter. Yes. That's a beautiful name. Thank you very much. Yeah, no worries. It took ages to get that name. Did it? it honestly, we went through... Um, well, they went through the A to Z. I'm not surprised it took a fucking while. <laughs> 26 letters later. Yeah, I mean, yeah. See, I knew how many num- yeah. numbers were on the alphabet. Oh, well done me. Um, no, because my uh, my ex is Thai, obviously, um, every name had to go through some website, Mystic Meg, kind of to see if it... Mystic Meg. I don't know what it was, but we went through hundreds of names and each one didn't work because it wasn't the right day and right time. What are you doing? I'm putting my phone in silence. Oh, good. You should have done that yeah. before the interview started. Would have been nice. My bad. I you apologize. should be listening to my conversation I about apologize. how I picked my name. I just Zahara. put it away from me. If you so could, that'd be great. <laughs> so you came here to. Zahara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. You came here 2000, but you said you'd come here before. I'd come here before. So I'd come here the year before in 2008 because I used to live in Bangkok. So I lived in Bangkok for two years from 2007 to 2009. All right, let's track right. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. go right back. Let's trade off. Well, so what brought you to Bangkok? <laughs> what was I doing in Bangkok? I was teaching. Okay. So I was teaching at another school in Bangkok. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a Catholic school. It's a private Catholic school. Somewhere Obviously. in the outskirts of, of, um, of Don Juan Airport. Yeah, lovely school. Just Catholic. Lovely Catholic Thai school. Yeah, mostly Thai. Um, yeah, so I, I moved there to set up like an English program. So they didn't have like an English program in their school, but they had a really great system. Where were you born? I was born asleep. Oh, well, I just want to, I'm trying to get back to when you were born. So that's why I just thought I'd come out and ask that question. <laughs> I thought it was the, the right way to go. Where were you on the third day the earth was created? <laughs> <laughs> I was born specifically... Uh, at Pumwani Hospital, Pumwani Maternity Hospital in Nairobi, okay, which that's is very where, specific. Which is where every everyone who was born in the eighties was uh, popped no, well, out. Busy hospital. Then. I wasn't there. <laughs> no, no, no. Everyone, where, where, yeah. literally everyone, as as the way I knew it. Yeah, yeah. You rarely meet a Kenyan who was who was born and raised in Nairobi and was born in the eighties and didn't wasn't born at Pumwani Hospital. Is that the only hospital? No, there's there's a few, but that was that was I think that was the only maternity hospital in Nairobi. Well, that would explain it. Most people, you know, if if you weren't born in Pumwani General Hospital, then you're probably um, born, born in somewhere home. else. Yeah. So <laughs> and grew up in Kenya. I did. So I grew up in in Nairobi, up to about. Do you have to say it like that, or can you not just say Nairobi? Well, you can say how it's properly pronounced. Nairobi. Were you? But you really emphasised it. 
you put more of an accent on it. Nairobi. Hmm. Yeah. See, I wouldn't. I just call it Nairobi. But is it how you said it, or how am I saying it? Is it You're just saying, my Essex? What are you saying? Nairobi. You're saying Nairobi. Yeah. It's Nairobi. Is, is it the same, or am I missing something? No. Same, same, but different. is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you grew up there. So I grew up in Nairobi, and then at, at the age of twelve. Um, Stop growing up. I did. Stop. You can see that. Um, so at the age of 12, our family moved to Kisumu, which is another city in the west of Nairobi. And so that's, I, I say that's where I actually learned that I was, what life was about. It's really different. I've never been. No, neither have I. So in terms I, of, yeah, no, nothing. It's different. So what was the name of the second city? Kisumu. Kisumu. Yeah. It just what were the differences? No, I'm assuming Nairobi is more like your, your generic. Right. Big so city, Nairobi right? is a big city, and 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 it it's in the highlands of the Rift Valley, so it's cool and nice. Average yearly temp temperature is what 25 degrees Celsius, and then Kisumu is hot, hot and dry. Okay. So you move. I moved from winters of say 14, 14 11 degrees Celsius to winters of 27. Yeah. So that's different, right? Yeah. Or, or 18, even that is different. Uh, and, then, and then in Kisumu, when, because I was becoming a teenager then, I came to understand so many things that were happening around me. You know, that's the point where I realized that people were paying rent and that uh -huh. electricity was, was uh, not free. Yeah. Water wasn't free and, and so on. You know? Yeah. So it was really interesting. You got brothers, sisters? <laughs> Ten. Oh, there's 10 of us. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, there's, there's 10 of us in the house. I'm going to go with a yes. Christmas name? must be a bitch. Well, I was going to say, name Christmas each is one probably the best, do? actually. Yeah. August and Christmas. Why August? Because a lot of times in August, loads of us used to go back to our grandmothers. They would all assemble, all, of, all, the, all the children that my grandmother had, so all the uncles and aunts, and our cousins would bring all our relatives home and would have like a big gathering. Wow, that's really good. I'll show you pictures later. It's it's a lot of fun. Must be a lot of people. I'm but, inside a big family. But oh. I was young then. As a grown up, I don't know what that would look like. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 fair one. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I'm, I'm thinking of it. Like our parents enjoyed it. My my mom and dad used to love it. Yeah. So where do you fit in with your, with your? That's me. That you're right. Thanks. That <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm gotcha. right in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Well. I was right in the middle until until the others came in. The bastards. Yeah, well, I wouldn't call them the bastards, but they, a bit they were late. <laughs> <laughs> they were latecomers. So, um, so initially we were just a family of, of five siblings. So my, my my sister, two sisters up ahead of me, and then me, and then my brother James, and then last one is Nano, and that was me. Right, so. Yeah, so for the longest time, that was our family. <clears throat> and then my, my mom passed away at the age of 14. And then my father remarried, gotcha. uh, I think three or four. My father remarried five or six years later. And and stepmom came with our other brothers, oh, okay. other siblings, basically. Yeah. And then they, they, my mom and dad, they, my now stepmom, yep. she got another um, another son, Will. Yeah. And so then, you've got four stepbrothers and one half-brother, technically, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, my brothers, I just call yeah, them yeah, my yeah, brothers yeah, yeah, and yeah. sisters, yeah. How old, sorry, how old were you when, when your mum passed away? I was 14. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was very alert. 
was very aware. Yeah, like I said, yeah, that's yeah. the time when I realized that things were changing in my life. Sure. Yeah. For a whole range of reasons, to be fair. I mean, that's teenage life, right? Mm. So. Mm. And so growing up in Nairobi, or Nairobi's casino, no. <laughs> I, I don't say it right. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, just, I just, just put just a Pakistani accent on and hope for the best. <laughs> I thought that'd be all right. Let's just go racist straight away. <laughs> um, did you want to be a teacher? Was that what you were, you know, or, or did you... Was Absolutely. there certain jobs that your family expected you to do or not do? I mean, yeah. So I, I tend to look at it like a pro progression, right? There are those jobs that I wanted to be that evolved to kind of a minimized kind of job. And then by the time you get to like, say, nine, I, I never realized I wanted to be a teacher until the age of, I say, 19, 20, right? Uh, but before then, I first wanted to be like an aeronautical engineer basically my yeah. dad and mum wanted me to be something to do the with lawyer. pilots mm -hmm. right and then and then that graduated to be wanted to be a doctor and and then you know slowly you realize yeah maybe that's not for me and then and then ultimately and for the longest time which i actually think is one of my dream jobs is is uh, i wanted to be a journalist uh, Doing what kind of journalism? I think I think I wanted to be, I think I wanted to be a reporter. On news or sport or mostly mostly news. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you see yourself as like you know being on the ground in the thick of it? I think I see. I would see myself as being like a, I, as a documentary kind of reporter. Okay. You know. Oh, so not wearing like a trilby hat and having a bit, I of, pen and I a bit of paper and no, calling yourself Scoot McLean or something like that. <laughs> hanging be, out, trying to find out the details. I, I yeah. <laughs> well, it's similar. It's just like, I think the, the, the documentary kind of journalism requires more processing. Yes. You have more time to come up with a story and, you know, push in some controversies here and there so to make it exciting. And yeah. then, you know. And then you, you have a story. You're into music. Was, mu was music not a career path at any point? <laughs> I was a dancer at one point. <laughs> well, please tell me you got photos of that. There's a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was a dancer in university. That doesn't surprise me. And I was. I, was, I had just had lunch with, with Russell and we were... Dressed or otherwise. <laughs> the dancing, not the lunch. I know oh. you were dressed at lunch. I was there. I was dressed at lunch. <laughs> I just actually remember at 17, I was in a rap group. Okay. Yeah, I was we in a rap group. About that. It was so, so we, I went to a boarding school, which is another story. So I went to a boarding school from the age of 15 to 18. And, and we always had this thing called uh, talent shows, right? And in these talent shows, I went to this school called Masino School. The Masino, the Masino School. You got to put the V on it. Um, and they had this, we had this thing called the talent show. And, <laughs> and in the talent show, people would come in and showcase whatever it is. They had bodybuilding, you know, magic. Uh, it happened that me and my friend Wallace and Cyril, we decided that we wanted to be rappers. And we actually came up with a rap song. And we won. No way. We did. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you at this really, point? I was 17. Because it kind of makes him wonder, it's not just how bad you were at Halloween, <laughs> but the fact that you won, how bad was everybody else? Actually, actually, no, I think we won because we used some really good instrumentals from like some reggae ragamuffin song and everyone liked that song at the right. time. Yeah, 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 gotcha. <laughs> no, that's a lie. We used, um, we used uh, 
uh, Mission Impossible soundtrack. We wrapped along that with some reggae kind of remix. Oh, that crowd went crazy. Crowd and you didn't think about taking that further? I could have, but it, it takes a lot of preparation in writing songs and studio time. And I was in boarding school and, you know, so that that didn't... You know, that, that I had, dream died. I had other, you know, at that time, I still wanted something to do with, like, being a journalist, right? So I was torn in between a journalist and, 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 a, and a doctor at that time. But biology wasn't the easiest of my, you know, my subjects at school. <laughs> so I veered towards the arts. So when you, fin- you finished school, and then what was the next step? So I finished school. I finished at Maseno School. And I... So in Kenya, what what they do is if you if you go to high school and you, you, you get good scores, you get sponsored by the government to go to university. So so I was one of those people that was sponsored cool. to go to university. Obviously, you pay back, like you qualify for a loan that you pay back. Uh, and and so I went to Kenyatta University, mm-hmm. <coughs> which is when I transformed from a rapper to a dancer. So I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I call that graduation. Transformed. Yeah. <laughs> Transformed. So, Transformed. I'm not sure if that is graduation. Or, but anyway. You, so, dancer. you can move though. I, you can, you've got yeah, rhythm and I you did. can move. I, I, I dance with, with students at, at EWC. We, okay. we got some activities we do there. But you've got a very, and I was going back to our lunch that I was dressed <laughs> once again. But we were talking about you and I was saying that you're one of my favourite people to play football against because your centre of gravity and your balance no, and, and you were strong. You're saying you're short. No. Centre of gravity and balance. It mentioned centre yeah, of gravity. Yeah. I was actually trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. You were a little short, stocky little fucker. <laughs> right? And you were always strong on the ball but you always had poise and balance and a smile on your face. But I used to love playing against you all the time because it was a you were strong and you would and I guess this is from the dancing moves. I think it is. There you go. That, that was my story. What, what got into dancing? Or was that just like... Do you know, we, we, interestingly, you know, like when I was growing up, we always used to have these um, competitions. And they were like, <clears throat> they were music competitions. We call them music festivals. It's big. It's really big in Kenya. And the school's music festivals, the country comes to a standstill during the festivals. Cool. So basically, people go and showcase poetry, people go and showcase um, dances, traditional dances, contemporary dances, choirs, short plays, choral verse, everything, all in like this giant zonal competitions that progress to district and provincial and, and further on into the nationals. So you have to work your way up. So, you know, in primary, I was in a traditional dancing kind of... Uh, class, you know, where we do that dancing, we're dancing to African traditional Kenyan songs, um, and I guess I guess the rhythm came with that because you you know you also learn music and you know we, we didn't learn Beethoven and all that. Here, here's a, here's a was... great question. You're going to love this one. Oh God! But can all African people have rhythm and dance? Because it is a thing. <laughs> I don't look at me like that. Do you know if you if you if you're African and you cannot dance, they say that you're going to be rich. Oh, really? <laughs> but when I Apparently, in... rich people cannot dance. Rich people have poor rhythm. Rich Africans. Okay. Have you seen an African politician that's really good at dancing? No, but I've seen the one where they're dancing with a coffin and they're doing that. Have you ever seen that? 
But no, but have you seen that on the YouTube? They're celebrating as dancing different things. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My son Ashton was watching that on the way to school the other day, and they're saying, "What they're doing? They're they're celebrating. They're celebrating his life." And then Zahara Torres said, "Yeah, but is he not going to wake him up?" (laughs) It's a tradition in in Ghana. Is it Ghana? Is that what they're doing? Yeah, so it's a tradition in Ghana where they want to give you a great send-off. Yeah. They, they want to celebrate your life rather than going in, you know, don't want to go mopey. No, no, I, I quite like that. Yeah, so they, cool. there is big dancing. There's, there's, a, there's a, another another tribe in Kenya, I, I forget, but it's a it's a sub-language sub, sub of the Luya tribe, and they also go hard. There's dancing, singing at your funeral, and I'd like to go down that way as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People really We're about going down at lunchtime. Oh, another conversation that we shouldn't have here. So you went to university. So I did. So I went to and university. And you weren't studying biology. No. So I went to university to study education. So, uh, you know, I said earlier, at the age of 19, that's when I, I established that I wanted to either take on this uh, journalism or, or teach. Or teach. And I was torn in between the two. And w- when you chose the teaching, did you have any thoughts about leaving Kenya at the time? Did you want to take, was that teaching to teach in Kenya? Or you were thinking, oh, do you know what, I want I, to go and expand. I never, ever imagined that I would ever leave Kenya at wow. all. And so just at that stage, um, you've got two older siblings. I did, yeah. And they're still in Kenya? No. At that time? My, at that time. At that time, yes. At that time. At the time I was graduating... Yes, both of my siblings, uh, Damar and Susan, were still in Kenya. Okay. Yeah. So Damar was working for a non-governmental organization, and Susan was taking care of us. Right. Okay. <laughs> Susan, I call her my mom. Yeah, Susan is like my mom. She's like a champion. Okay. She took care of us when, from when I was 12, actually younger. Yeah, because um, in our culture, once once you, you get a younger sibling, you're, you're, you're there. You're the assistant mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're the, the vice mother. Well, Susan has done a very good job to bring you up, may I say. Thank you. You're very welcome. Absolutely. Right apart now, from, Apart from the hair. Now, let's rip him apart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're obviously playing football at a younger age. Was it ever... Because you are quite talented on the football pitch. You might not think you are, but I think you're a very talented player. Did you ever yeah, not think bar, about... Actually. It was a low bar. Um, but did you ever not think about following that? Or was that never really in your mindset? You know, you'll be surprised, right? I never played football until I moved to Phuket. Oh, wow. Ever. Really? I never, ever played right. football. You're surprised? Yeah. I'm ever. really surprised 2000, about 2010. 2010 is when I, I, I went and played in a team for the first time. Actually, 2010 is the first ever time I played in football boots. That had borrowed from. We'll, we'll get to that. I'm a gentleman. Let's go back to uni. At what point? Was, yeah, yeah. See the way this I works. Know, I know what yeah. he wants to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, we're, we're definitely going to get ended. to this. I've, I've got a question on my own. He wants it to go down. Yeah. So you're now you're studying um, education at university, enjoying yeah. that. Uh, what was the? Did you have a plan? Did you have an idea, or were you just sort of rolling to see what happened? So. So my goal, initially, I'd, I'd been accepted at two universities. One, I'd been accepted to go and study communication, which would have hopefully given me yeah. an opportunity to take on journalism, hopefully. Um, and then I'd been offered 
bachelor as an education. Um, I grew up in the same university that had offered me a bachelor's degree in education, and I almost thought it was like a like some sort of poetic justice. You know? Yeah. So I thought, you know what? Like this is a sign that that they're sending to me. So I I went with the opportunity to take on education. I never thought of I never thought that upon graduating I would still become a teacher because I'd seen a pattern. Mm -hmm. Lots of people would graduate with certain. Um, certain degrees, degrees but then they take on a different career yes so at, at the time that I was starting my degree in education I didn't really have like a concrete plan for what would happen afterwards it's interesting because Russell did a degree in cats <laughs> oh it, oh wow that's uh, <laughs> what, we what definitely we studied a lot of pussy at what, university what? <laughs> to be fair yeah. technically it was hotel management which is technically what I'm doing now but just this different clientele right so well done well done. Well done, Russell. Thank you. Back to you. <laughs> when did you take your first teaching job? My first teaching job was in a very, like one of the back roads in Nairobi, but also one of the most, most famous roads in Nairobi. It's called River Road. And it was in this school called Westminster. It was <laughs> in a school called Westminster, Westminster Academy. Um, it sounds posh. The word academy always but makes when it you sound read posh, well, doesn't it? It sounds amazing. So right. when you yeah. read West, well, when they offered me the job, it was Westminster. Uh, but when you read the documentation, it's Westminster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so I did. I did. <laughs> so it's a school in a in a in a kind of a five or six story building, and the whole school was set there. Uh, it's just one building, a school of about four, five hundred students. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I was a high school lit English and literature teacher there. Yeah. And then, when so, I'm still interested about how did it go from <laughs> not wanting to leave Kenya, becoming a teacher in Kenya, to then going, do you know what? I'm off. I'm off. Do you know, I actually wanted to leave Kenya, but the initial my initial goal of leaving Kenya was just to go and travel and see other cultures. I, I never, I never thought that I wanted to go out of Kenya to go and, you know, and, and live and work and start a family. There. Had you like, traveled at all before that? Right. So my, my passion for traveling had started in, in high school. Uh, we used to have these, the, the, the music festivals and competitions where they we would travel to distant places and perform and, I remember one time I, I remember one time I'd traveled from Kisumu to Nairobi to <clears throat> to to compete for this French poetry uh, French poetry You were of, doing now French poetry? Yeah, I won the nationals. Right, okay. Should we start this podcast again? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> How do I say your name again? <laughs> Siaji. That one. Actually in, 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 in Luo you actually would say Siaji. C-I-G. There we but go. Where did the Fren French poetry come into? I must have missed that bit. Can we go back in the table? <laughs> I don't think... Never... <laughs> no, I'm this was the high school. In, in Kenya, there's... Uh, you know, the, the same way I think they do in Thailand. They, they teach these modern languages, the European languages. So you'll find a school in Thailand yeah. teaching French. So in Kenya, a lot of high schools would teach German and French. And so sometimes they would have and were you, this is going to, I'm now going to sound really stupid. Were you learning in English be the first in time. Kenya? Right. So your, your school was teaching in English? 
Yes, so every in Kenya the curriculum is in English. Okay. Curriculum instruction is in English, straight from nursery to. Now I can understand the French because there's a big French influence in Africa, right? And there's a lot of nations that speak French, so right. I can totally understand the German one. I don't really get, <laughs> but then again, I don't really get. Germans, well, the German, <laughs> <laughs> the Germans. Uh, I think the Germans. they started. They started this. They started project. two wars. They, started, they, started, they, started, right? Right? <laughs> they had we this project <laughs> where they <laughs> they want. You know, they want people to learn about the German German culture, and they want the world to come and have a, a different approach and a perception towards the Germans. So they set up these institutes called Goethe. I'm not sure what he, we used to call it, Goethe, but I think it's pronounced Goethe. 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 I think Goethe. we did a great song. Goethe Institute. Goethe Institute. <laughs> Goethe. Oh, right. <laughs> and, French. and these are these are all over. And a lot of times they would sponsor teachers to go and teach at schools. So there was a big growth in German language as also the Germans uh, Germany had a they had uh, Germany colonized um, Tanzania which is next door to Kenya so oh, I can they? imagine I can imagine there's a big they tried interest. to colonize a lot so then you sorry you were national French poetry champion in 1999 yes in 1999 the yes. same year that Prince did a great song you were French poetry champion in Kenya. That's pretty impressive. Solo piece. All right. Yeah. By yourself. Do you remember any? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. It was a poem of a kid talking about how he didn't want to go to school. So, Dieu, je ne veux pas aller à l'école. You know, go out. Yeah, to all the, and, and he talks about his journey to school and how he was. Um, Who is l'école? <laughs> yeah so so yeah so that was so that was my passion for for travel that's how it started but you obviously speak just, french then i do speak french i pursued french in, in university no you didn't i you did, did i did i did i did literature just, and literature in english <laughs> and french just oui, just <laughs> <laughs> Je vous trouve un jambon, s'il vous plaît, un grand beer, avec moi, Marlene, Bonne <laughs> Tout, Sweetheart, Bonne Tout, and all that. Bonne Soir. Just before we get into that bit, yeah, go on. Um, in terms of your travelling, um, this will sound a bit twee because I'm, I'm well aware about the, the vast, immense size of Africa that people don't really get their heads around. Mm -hmm. But had you travelled within the continent, or had you travelled, dare I say, abroad? So, so in up, up, up to high school, no. Um, at, in university, I joined this group called the Kenya Legion. Kenya, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not really. I joined this group. <laughs> that was good. Um, so I joined this group called the Kenyatta University Traveling Theatre, and and basically what we did is we would take literature set books and travel with them to to perform for other schools so that they can kind of get like a different feel of literature rather than reading they get a different medium uh, so that took me to so so many places in kenya so many places in east africa as well because we used to move to went to sudan went to ethiopia went to parts of somali tanzania uh, and arusha sorry tanzania and, and, and uganda as well wow. so so my travel was you know pretty extensive yeah well mostly in east africa yeah yeah mostly in east africa at that time 
Okay. And then at what point did you suddenly think, hey, hang on a minute, there's a, there's a bigger world out there? Yeah, so when I left the school, when I left Westminster School, I, I was offered a job. I, I lasted at Westminster School at, for, for a few months, really. <laughs> a few months? I, I, I would have stayed, but it, it wasn't... The pay, the pay was really bad. Like, there, there was big potential for growth in, in the school. My kids were passionate about learning. Um, they had bills to pay, you know. And in Nairobi, Nairobi is really expensive. Um, so it just wasn't working. So I took up a job at the Braeburn School. And, and I took up a job at the Braeburn School in Mombasa, which is along the coastline of Mombasa. Um, which, you know, opened me to a different form of international education, a different form of education. So I learned more about... Sorry, the, the second school was an international school. Right. Was it? Okay, okay. Yeah. You so, can drink your tea. Yeah. You can have a little slurp. I'm on it, yeah. can make another joke about the foreign legion. <laughs> which I thought was very funny. <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah. yeah, I did. I really enjoyed that one. It made me giggle. Uh, right. So so from the Brave, at the Braben School, so from Ni- Ni- Braben Mombasa, I moved to Braben Arusha in Tanzania which because it's a group of schools and it, it was at the Braeburn school in Arusha that I met a gentleman known as Hugh Hugh Roberts was from Wales and Sally Sally Harper they're the ones that set up the gecko school I don't know if you guys remember bizarre <coughs> those names rang a small little rusty bell sound. right right so somewhere. we did we you know I, I moved to Thailand and it happened that Hugh and Sally moved here and we actually ended up working at the same school with Liz but you didn't know at the time when you moved when I, I met them in Tanzania, yeah. we met in Tanzania. So there's was, was a group of people, Hugh, me, Yana. Yana. What? No, he wasn't. <laughs> Hugh, me, Yana, Liz. Um, so we all met in Tanzania. Sorry, and I just you... got your joke. When he said, <laughs> when he said Hugh, yeah. you thought he was saying you. And you made a joke saying I wasn't there because you thought he said Hugh. But it wasn't Hugh, it was Hugh. Got it. What? Foreign right. Legion was still so, better, I think. <laughs> So my contract was up and Hugh mentioned to me, you know, you, you, you've got really good, a lot of potential. Have you tried of, have you tried teaching out of Africa? Because I, I think you would enjoy it. Is that a movie? It's just that's a good film. Huh? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, I, and I applied for a job. It was sometime in, applied for a job in, the, in May, sometime in the end of May. It was nearly the end of academic year. And, and end of May, I was flying to Thailand. So Why did you Thailand choose your first job outside of Africa? First job. Why did you choose Thailand? Or yeah. was that the only one that offered you a job? So he mentioned, he mentioned to me that there, he, he had lived in, he had worked here, I think, for a little while. He had volunteered here, Hugh. And he said, he said, he said, I would love it. Actually, in his, in his words, he said that the, the birds were really, really good looking. So, <laughs> there's, a whole we'll story. there's a whole different story in Bangkok. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I I remember, you know, he 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 showed me what to do, and I I, I went and I applied for a job, and I applied for a job. I think it was, it was around it was like three p.m. I went to a cyber cafe. I did my thing back in, back in the day. I know we didn't. I didn't have cafes. a laptop. They went to a cyber cafe, and I sent my application and on Hotmail. And the next day, I would check my email, and they had they were interested in my CV, and I, so I had to go back to the cyber cafe and do my my interview there. 
and with all the people playing their video games in the background. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was really cool. Um, Did you ever think about going anywhere else? Because Thailand, obviously Hugh mentioned Thailand, but were you think, did you ever want to go to like England or to America or... So, so... Because obviously, uh, sorry, but speaking French as well, that gives you a real opportunity to go to France. So I once, I once was offered, I once was offered a position at the uh, a company in 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 Edmonton, in Canada, Canada, called the Castle Rock Company. Sounds like a beer. Yeah, but it, it also sounds like like a, a, an entertainment company, company. But it's a uh, it's well, a, it's Rock, an education. That's where, um, Stephen King bases a lot of his novels. So that but's different though. So e. this Castle Rock. Castle Rock was he? The a Spielberg. Who did you say? Stephen King. It wasn't in where we. I should we. Uh, it might have been actually, but can we leave the clowns out of it? Because that's going to freak me out. Oh, this Castle Rock, they they deal with education material. So they, what they do is they 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 produce education material for people that want to study for exams. And, and okay. So I was meant to go and work with them um, to so like help a, them create content, kind of thing. to help <laughs> them create content. But that that fell through. Uh, the, the Canadian embassy said. Uh, I didn't give them reason to prove that I would go back to Kenya um, <laughs> if I completed my 18 months contract. So, so that, so that fell through. Okay. I, yeah, and you know, but I, luckily, a few months later, I was out. Things happen for a reason, right? Was, yeah. So a few months, actually, a few weeks later, I was I was flying on my flight to Thailand. What was it like for a young Kenyan boy arriving in? the crazy city of Bangkok well first of all it, it was really a, it was it was encouraging in in the sense that you mentioned earlier I'm vertically progressing right like you <laughs> can tell that I'm headed there um, so first thing I, I blended in <laughs> I blended in fairly easy you know, I went through immigration feeling really good. In Nairobi, people consider me really short, right? Like In most <laughs> places, to be fair. <laughs> Let's just talk about Nairobi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, other than, other than noticing how different I, I was, I noticed that there it, it was, um, it, it was very, it's very chill compared to Nairobi. In Nairobi, everybody's on the move. Uh, Bangkok is sort of yes, everyone's on the move, but they they're it's moving calmly. They, it's much slower, and things are working more than they are in Nairobi. You know, um, there's trains in the city and stuff, there's taxis by meter and stuff. Uh, so that was a that was a really interesting that's, revelation that's for me. That's really interesting yeah. the way that you're seeing Bangkok, the way that I would see Bangkok coming from South End on Sea, which is not like Nairobi in any way, shape, or form. But just your perception of it, which is you're taking from your own experience, which was, ah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because I would have said Bangkok was a crazy city and it's nuts and it smells and it's horrible and it's dirty and it's, that's how I looked at it. Where you, oh, it's chilled out, it's nice, people are, it's a completely different vision. Yeah. I think you should visit Nairobi one day. I'd love to. Yeah. Well, I have a passion for African music as well. So I've always wanted to go over there just to get involved in the African music, but we'll go on to... We'll have your funeral there, shall we? I guarantee you. Like, the problem is, if you two carried my car, I'd be at an angle, <laughs> to be fair. I'd be the... buried upright. I'd be all right. You... Saving space. Good <laughs> environment, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's work. That's work. So, how 
was the teaching in Bangkok? Was it an international school? You no, said? it no. wasn't. It was it was a Thai, Thai school. So I went there and I was meant to set up like a Catholic school, semi-private Thai school. I was meant to set up like a, an English program for them, which was really cool, I think. Um, it was really different. <laughs> my first day, my first day there, I landed on a Friday. I think it was the 1st of June or something. And then um, the Monday, I went to the school just to check out things, and see where I'd be working and all that. It happened that somebody had not come to school, so they had, had been absent. So the teacher said, um, my... my um, oh, for Christ's sake. You know, the director mentioned, said, look, um, one of the teachers didn't turn up. You're here. Would you like to just, you know, cover maybe a few lessons and go say Whoa, hi to the substitute students? teacher. Right. So mm. I did my substitute on day one. You're still jet lagged, <laughs> which actually was my first experience of being jet lagged. I used to think it was a white people disease. <laughs> did I did. You, I sorry, used you to say a white people's <laughs> disease. Because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Imagine I, I, that. We Imagine used to that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get vaccinated for jet lag. <laughs> the conspiracy theories on that. My God. We used. To, I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't believe in it. Um, didn't believe in jet lag. Yeah, because I was thinking, well, you should be excited to be on an aeroplane. You're flying. What is this jet lag business about? You know, like jet lag. What's the other? What's the other one that people fall air sickness and car sickness? Travel sickness. Travel sickness. Travel sickness. Ah. Those are white people disease. What are you talking about? <laughs> <It was> a, <laughs> so you see, growing up, it was it was it was a privilege being in a car and, and, and an aeroplane was like ultimate privilege, you know. Um, anyway, so I went to this classroom, and <clears throat> so Miss Miss Oh gee, I forget her name. I went <laughs> Miss, Miss Miss Oh Jesus, not Miss Oi. It's all right. We can all right. make it. Um, all, right. all right. So I went and she opens the door and I walk in and all the kids dart to the back. So I sat there thinking, oh my God, you know, what's going on? You know, you obviously, did you have your Mr. T hair so at the time? Or? No, I was no, no. bald head then. Oh, okay. You know, I was bald head and... So I looked back. I thought, you know, something was going on. Uh -uh. And she said something to them in, in Thai, and then they all sat down and, like really quick. But there was a kid, and I, I'll never forget her name. Her name is Fang Fang, and she said, "I'm not afraid of you. My dad has black friends. <laughs> I swear." Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll never forget that little one. So that was the first experience. Was that culture shock of realizing, you know, you you're going into an environment where you will constantly stand out, and, and that was well, not so much stand out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, because of your height. Well, wise, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people will be able to see you. To be fair, I'm just looking over your head. Culture shock for the kids as well. I tell, yeah. tell you, it was. I tell you, it was. Did you? Um, or, no, did you? Was there a Kenyan community or an African community in Bangkok? At the time, there was a very small one, but yes, there is now. There's a massive Kenyan community in in in, in, in Thailand. Really, we've got groups and WhatsApp groups. And, so we communicate in there regularly. If somebody's new, we kind of try and help them here and there. If they need if somebody's in need of a position, we throw them in here and there. We call it Wazalendo. Who? Wazalendo? That's what I thought you said. What? <laughs> Wazalendo basically means the, the, the patriots. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
when did you move? So you moved down to. So you was in Bangkok, and then you moved down to Phuket for the the school. Down the, in Darussalam school. Yeah. yeah. When did you move to? Did you move to PIA or was it UWC when you? I, it was, was it? PIA. It was PIA. So I moved in this this year will be my tenth year at, at, is at it UWC. Really? Yeah. It already know, is. Because that was just when PIA just opened it. I did. So I, moved. I went. Sorry, so I went to PIA with um, with my ex. We were looking when Sahara. Because we were looking for a nursery for her, and we actually went when it was PIA when they just opened up. Mm-hmm. Ah, you were there then. Yeah, That's why so we didn't I, choose it. <laughs> we saw you. Went, no, 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 no. So I moved no from Darasamut to to you, PIA back then, in 2011. Yeah. And what were you teaching then? So I was working with a, a student. I was I was supporting a student who needed extra help. Uh, so I did. I worked in a learning support department and taught English. So I did part-time um, English language teaching and learning support, which is what I still do now. Yeah. And everything else you still do now? Well... Because you do the music, you do the, the drumming circles, you do I a think, lot of sport, you're I a bubbly, are, energetic are, character. I think those are parts of, of what comes with teaching, right? Like, I think people often look at teaching as the... As the uh, as a subject that they teach, I look at teaching as what else you bring to the table on top of what you've learned, right? So it's the character that the students will remember the most and not the rubbish about what you learned in university, right? I think you made a point at the beginning of this part about when you were a teenager and that was when you were like your real education began. And that's the point, education is about life. Right? So yeah, you can learn whatever you need to learn in the subject. And yeah, mm-hmm. some, we, can, we can sit here and debate the the ins and outs, the pluses and the minuses of, of the, the, the education system as a whole. Mm. But you're right, it's those extra elements that you bring to the table on top those of what education is about. I think, you know, I think kids need to see you as a normal human being and not just like a, even, a, even a, a, a well one. of information. Yeah. <laughs> even a vertically progressing one. Um. Progressing or regressing? Just, um, <laughs> I'd say pro. I uh, do not see that. Yeah. You see extra inches. A few inches up there. I don't know the year that we met, but I know it was on the football field pitch at I, some point. I don't it, think it was on a football pitch. Do you pitch. not think? Where did we no. meet then? Do you we remember met, that moment? I think we met at, um, uh, gee, there was, you were emceeing an event. It wasn't the UWC event that he was emceeing as well. The guy no, that was, was way not that way when I that was by not then. By then, I already know both of you. Oh, then you knew when I put my you, when you I called, yeah, you called yourself yeah. the shark, save us shark. Um, I was on the radio. So you were doing radio, but there was an event that was happening at Boat Lagoon or Boat 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 Avenue. Boat not Boat, boat Avenue. What's the boat other Lagoon? one next to Boat Lagoon? Oh, Royal Marina. Marina. So there was an event there. Oh, oh, either okay. it was that or the kids' club or something. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, that, you that's when we fell in love. That's when we fell in love. You know, I, you saw me. I saw you. Give me the nod, <laughs> and I, I, I responded. And you did yeah. respond. Yeah, so I, that magic happened. When there. did I join this threesome? I'm trying to. Work, I'm trying to remember today. When did we first meet? You and I met. He's got a good memory, isn't he? Lucky he's here. See, I you. You and I must have met at Peppers for a quiz, if I'm not wrong. Hey, that's a good shout. If that's not it, then I think we were having drinks some time back at um, what's, what's the place that's Catch now? Uh, Bliss. 
Bliss. I think we're having drinks at Bliss, and you passed by, yeah. and you probably Russell said hello. He's not cool enough you to go to. You said hello to some people that I had. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you said hello to some people, and I think you said hello to either if it's not Kuni, it was uh, that head of school at that time, Ricky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. so that's oh, when Ricky, we met. Oh, this is very bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, okay. it's your question. Oh, I know. I know. I've got so much more to do. We need to do well, part well, two well, of you. Well, no, there's a, sli- there's a slightly important, well, marginally, ever so slightly imp- marginally yeah. small, yeah. insignificant detail that we have kind of glossed over. I, I don't know where this is going. Well, no, you're a family man. Oh, yeah, certainly. Oh. Which, which I would argue is a, a reasonably important part. Is, no, are we going to gloss over this completely? Well, you can ask. Well, no, just... How, How much did you out? pay I'm, I'm, her yeah. to get with you? Yeah. I bet she probably, point, she probably paid yeah. me. <laughs> she probably paid me. Yeah. Um, this might shock you. Actually, and this this point, will not, this will not will shock you, me. but we met in Patong at, at Hollywood Club Ooh. on the dance floor. And I, okay, okay. okay. She fell for the moves. She fell for the moves. That yeah. was it. Were you busting the move? We, is that what it was? It, it, precisely. And so, have you always fallen for taller women? Or is it just, it just it, so happens it that just that's so happens nice? they all are? Do you know what? My, my, yeah, I've, I've, I've had an ex that was taller than me, yes. But, but the, the other few, it's a, it's a, the other few, low bar, buddy. the other few were not. But I guess, I guess, that, you know, I guess height follows me around, you know. As I mentioned, <laughs> vertically progressing. Um, yeah, so that night was meant to be a farewell party for one of the ladies that was working at PIA, who was also my friend, Sophie. And Sophie was going back to the UK to represent Great Britain judo, right? As you do. Right, as everybody does. Yes. Uh, judo, so we were going to have like a farewell party for her. It wasn't a farewell party, I think it was a birthday party. Um, so they, they had gone earlier and I was playing football at BIS with a couple of people and 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 so I said I'd meet them later. When I got home, I took a nap. And, um, so I went to Patong at around like 10 p.m., 11 p.m. Obviously, by then, people are already excited. Good time to go out. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, people are already yeah, yeah, excited there. Yeah. So I went into, they said they were going to be at Hollywood or one of the clubs. I didn't go there. So I went to Hollywood to just listen to music, which is what I like doing. Um, so I go in there and music, I, I like to dance. So I went into the dance floor and I started doing my thing. And so we were having this dance off with these, these people. I think they were tourists from, if it wasn't India, it was Pakistan. But yeah, so we were having yeah, like a dance, right. yeah. dance off. I, I say that because of the moves they were making, yeah. Sure, um, like Bollywood. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm doing a circle, Bollywood going on, man. Um, so we're having this dance off and everyone taking a chance in the circle and so this lady comes in and starts dancing with me she was wearing tiny white shorts and heels probably the size of my head and and a pink careful (laughs) a pink top and we started dancing and i realized that she had rhythm so i thought i might as well bring her to africa with me so that she can fit in and that was it. <laughs> no, you it. smuggled her, you put her in a chokehold. <laughs> woman, yeah, so, with me. <laughs> so after that, off. you know, after that, we never really exchanged details. Uh, we were meant to meet the next day, and and she had suggested we meet at Kajoxi, right? <laughs> she me. suggested we meet at Kajoxi in Phuket Town because back then Kajoxi was that like was... a posh place to be, and 
Um, whoa, 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 whoa. No, it was. It was a posh Well, place. I didn't know many places. I, I knew very few places. So I lived it, in Phuket. It was Kau. a posh place. It, at that time, only people from Amanpuri and the, they were the ones it was that were going there. It a was beer expensive. was 200 it, plus. Mate, it's expensive, in two, but it was, I wouldn't say it was a posh place. No, it was, it was, a, it was full of people. It was only people that knew well, about early, it. Well, early in the night yeah. it was, when they had in their dinner. Oh, yeah, all yeah, that. Okay, I yeah, think yeah. it was, it yeah. Ooh. Yeah, well, so we were meant to meet with um, Erica. Erica is my wife. We were meant to meet there at, um, I think it was like 8, 9 p.m.? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> and I went there and I bought my beer. My beer, The beer was expensive. I think it was 200 It was plus, more than that, yeah. Which is, which really is expensive. expensive. For two. One sing, beer, I had beer, done, she's not there. What is going on? This woman has lied. She may play that, me a fool. Eh? I got my second beer. Done. That's all the money I need to spend in a whole Wait, night. Right? Wait a minute, what can you do, eh? And then all of a sudden she comes out singing, wearing a dress. <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> she didn't. I went, I disappeared. I went down the patong. So she blew you out? Well, oh. well later, no, 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 later. Like later. But. <laughs> you jump on the head. <laughs> Honestly, that's. That, you're, you're, you're on fire. <laughs> that pizza at lunchtime's really worked um, for you, hasn't it? So yeah, so so we never, you know, I I I, I never thought about it. I, I just thought maybe maybe she forgot she was drunk. Or, but you didn't have her contact issues. You had no idea who she was, where she was, what she was well, doing. Well, she or? had been there. She had been there with, with Sophie because they were friends okay, with Sophie. Okay. So when I learned that, that was happening, right. when we met Sophie at, at, at Hollywood later, and that was fun. Um, but anyway, so one the, the next day. I'm looking at my my Facebook and I see a, a message from this lady and it was her. Oh, cool. So, you know, she mentioned that the reason why she didn't show up the previous night and yeah, so the next day we went on a date at Starbucks. At, uh, it's slightly like lower key. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I what. didn't want to take hey. the risk. <laughs> <laughs> Although Starbucks is expensive for it's coffee. Yeah, well, true, well, yeah. at least you know, like compared to Kajoxi at that time, you know, a few coffees, and I'd ended up with you know, probably a dent worth yeah. two hundred <laughs> less. So we went. We met at Starbucks, the one at Central, the one I think it's still the there. original one. Yeah. Mm. How long ago was this? So this was 2010. Okay. Wow. 2010 in February, I think. Have you okay. been back to Kenya? I go to Kenya every now and then. Yeah. Has Erica Last, did go with you? We go to Kenya, yeah. So. How did she find it when she first went there? Well, easy. She and the plane took her there. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not difficult, first, mate. First time at the airport, I, was, I played a trick on her because, you know, obviously the first time that she landed there, she says she was overwhelmed. <laughs> and you know and she comes up from arrivals and i was hiding somewhere because i wanted her to look for me yeah in thailand it's fairly easy to spot me yeah she struggled a little bit she panicked for a minute there yeah she says first of all everyone is taller <laughs> she says first of all everyone is taller and and secondly you couldn't find me and everyone's black. Yeah. Most people are black yeah. at least, right? And she's quite white. Yeah, she stands she out. Stands out. Yeah. Blonde yeah. hair that time, you know. Um so that was, that was really cool. I, the last few times I've seen it's either pink, <laughs> green. Moment, it was like an aqua blue at one point in Soul Shack. <laughs> it's back to blue now. It's back to blue. Okay, yeah, cool. so it, from that blue it went to teal and then whitish grey and then 
and then now it's back to to blue. Yeah, I <laughs> like it though. It's really cool. Brings out the personality. She's cool. No, she's, she's super. Awesome. Oh, she's lovely. Yeah. She's you've kept done well me, there. She's kept me together. You know? And you've she's got two little ladies. Two little daughters. Yeah, Zawadi and Imani. How old yeah. are they? Lovely names. Zawadi is seven, and Imani is five. Will turn six in December. Yeah. No, well, you're a superstar. You're yeah. a superstar. No, I don't think we. I, I wouldn't think we say that. Yeah. Without <laughs> No, we should do. Yeah, absolutely. Because you are an awesome person and you're an awesome, awesome family man as well and I've got a lot of respect for that. Thank you, Chad. A lot of respect. Thank you. I mean, the hair is interesting. No, I like the <laughs> Mr. T hair. I was shocked because when you walked in, you had your yeah, little flat cap on. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't expected. And then all of a sudden you took it off and this Mr. T <laughs> popped up. It's like, hello, where did that come from? Uh, Russ. <laughs> Mate, what sort of things have you got on your bucket list? God, gee. Do you know the idea of bucket list just occurred to me like, I think in my late 20s, I never really thought of a bucket list. How old are you now? Um, I'm 40. Okay. 41 next year. 41 next year, yeah. Mm. Just starting to show, isn't it, a bit? Just 40. <laughs> yeah, why do you think I shave this end? Well, yeah. <laughs> but you're like me. There's a few tinkles yeah, a few in the beard. Yeah. See, Russ is, Russ is just gone. He's yeah, gone. Just, I've given up. Yeah. The problem with you, because your beard's so black, the little it, bl- it sparkles. It, when I let it go... And if I take these, you'll oh, see yeah. them grey. I tell you what, nightclubs, you would just sparkle oh, the whole yeah. time. <laughs> you don't need glitter. Like glitter. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'm going silver in a minute. Um, yeah, man, I, I really, I would like to one day travel South America. Okay. Oh, and I'd like to go and watch the World Cup, man. Yeah, I'd like to see, be in the World Cup finals. Um, I'd like to do that. Yeah. I think... I think I'd like to also one day start my own my own school, school of talent. Okay. And the reason why is, you know, in 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 my country, the way the system is set up at the moment, if you have a talent, you have to be ridiculously outstanding to make it. Even though most people that that kids would say are robots. You know, if you ask kids what they want to be in life, they would say doctor and all these big things right doctor mm-hmm. scientist mathematician all those things but if you ask them who their role models are they throw in all those artists they'll yes. say yes. you know david rodisha they'll throw Eliud kipchoge marathon runners they'll say journalists you know they'll mention all these opera you know david and then kipchoge you realize as well, isn't he? what's that david kipchoge he's kenyan isn't yeah, he? yeah kipchoge is the world record uh, one world marathon insane, champion record holder sub-zero we, we call this. We call him. We call him King Choge. King Choge. I have no <laughs> idea who you're talking about. He's the guy that is. He went the guy sub, who did the marathon sub sub two hours. Sub two hour marathon. India. Why would I care? What are you talking about? Oh yeah, no, I do. I do remember. <laughs> I do remember him mentioning. There's nothing fun about a fun run. Running at. There's nothing fun about a fun run at four a.m. <laughs> I don't understand the point of marathon. I had to walk with him for fucking seventeen hours. Yeah. That wasn't 17, fun. Hours. 17 hours. You know the, the track at uh, UWC? Right. The 500 meter track. Did you do the 24 hour? No, we only did 17. We tried to do a Tied three together. legged walk for 24 hours. We got to 17 hours. We did 73 kilometers tied together. Wow. And we're, st- and we're still friends. <laughs> we're <laughs> still friends. That's impressive. He man. says still. Yeah. That's <laughs> impressive. That's impressive. Did yeah. you take breaks? A, a few. We took a few. Yeah, not, but. No, and we should have taken more. That was part of the problem. We had to try to 
we had to try to do a hundred kilometers. That was we, so we, we were banking. It was hundred. It was hundred and one. No, we had to do hundred and one to break the record. Well. Three legged. Yeah, we practiced a what few times. What happens if you have to, you know, go to the toilet? Well, yeah. We can go to the toilet. To toilet. You, when you break, you have to be filmed, and then you can you can unstrap. The twenty-four uh-huh. hour cycle. Then you go cycle. to the toilet, and then you have to strap back up again. Okay. And once, then you go. Once you start. Once you start clock starts the clock starts if you take a break then they stop the clock no no the clock no. still goes it's a 24 hour period still goes. so we could we could have stopped had a nap had lunch we could have done whatever you want okay. but you've got 24 hours to do the do the distance that's still a big challenge man 17 hours but to imagine you know there are people that you know walk for days and days yeah that's impressive i'm imagining it <laughs> i mean nightmares <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the point of uh, the talent school is, you know, when you ask kids what they want to be in life, they always throw in these big careers, but their role models are artists. So people need to realize that sciences are just, the the arts are just as important as the sciences, right? Um, So so my, my aim or my goal in life is to have an actual school of talent where kids can come and whatever talent it is that they have, we can help them nurture it. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. I like that. That's brilliant. Um, we're going to have to stop. We are. I don't want to, but we've, um, yeah. Saj, thank you no, so much. See, I, listen, he's been Saj to me for however many long. I'm not going to no, change no, it now. Saj is all right. I'm yeah. never, ever going to change it. Never going to change it. I'll still pass you the ball. <laughs> One day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I decide to go back playing again, we'll yeah. see. I don't know. I'm getting old now. It's tough. Hey man, this is this has been good. It's I was mate. nervous to be honest. Really? Yeah. Did you not see that? I'm sweating. No. Yeah. I'll cut that bit out about you sweating. <laughs> Thank you very much for being on no the podcast. You're an no absolute superstar. So much, mate. Love to the family. Thanks for us. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Bye. Welcome to the outro. Welcome to the outro, mate. How are you? I'm good. That was sad. 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 Siaji. What it's you not just that said. Difficult. Unless I've got it wrong, in which case I apologise profusely. <laughs> I um, love him to pieces. Yeah, no, I do love him to pieces. And also, you had to go for various different reasons, which we won't get into. But I hope you, the check was okay that was you got fine. done. Yeah, Good. I'm okay. Um, but we sat talking, me and Siaji Saj, for about another hour after you left. Oh well. Really, really cool. Got so interesting, and I do love him to death. And what an interesting story coming from Kenya into Bangkok. And then down to the, the town from where he, he was from, right? Um, Nubaza. <laughs> is that me being totally yeah, stereotypically yes. bad yes. and slightly yes. racist? Yes. Nubaza. <laughs> is that how? No. I'm just trying to pretend I'm Nelson Mandela when I say it. That's terrible, That's isn't it? It's even worse. Is I that well? Yeah, worse. probably. <sighs> anyway, I really, really, and honestly, um, joking aside, I really. Oh. He's a, he is a lovely chap, though. No. He's got a heart of gold yeah. and. He's one of the nicest people on the earth ever. And we have interviewed some lovely people. We have indeed. And he's lovely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I liked him. I can tell that. Shall I stop drooling over him now? Well, no, you were drooling at the time during the interview, which I thought was quite fun as well. Mm. <laughs> Creamy. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's it then. We don't need any more from you today. No, I just, I, I think the listener will, will get, they'll, they'll, they will have had the full picture from the interview themselves. He, it, it came across, it was one of the, one of the easier, not that it was difficult to do, but it was just an easy, it flowed. super fun and chat. Do you know what, when we got to, and full, we could have carried on Well, going, we got to right? 40 minutes and I did my usual 
Acknowledged uh, to you, saying, Russell... That's the 20 for, minutes after that. Yeah. yeah. It really was. And it could have gone on longer. It certainly could. And it did for me. Yeah. Anyway, we'll let you go, because I know you're a busy boy. Because right. we are at Canine Point Academy this morning. Hence the, the bark in the background. And the uh, customers that have just turned up, so we'll yes. better let you go. And I will, um, I'll do all the outro bit with my new voices. <laughs> I know. Check Thanks for your out. time, Russell. Cheers, buddy. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Facebook at Jail Shark and Friends. On Twitter at Phuket Podcast. On Instagram, at Phuket Podcast. But the best place to go is PhuketPodcast.com. The Jail Shark and Friends and Russell Podcast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at Shark13Productions.com.